Nehemiah chapter 9. And Nehemiah is an amazing book how they, they realized uh, at this point, there was no, they didn't have to be convinced that they were in troublous times. He didn't have to convince them uh, that um, their homes were destroyed and the wall was torn down and they were in bondage. You didn't have to tell them because that's where they came from. And majority of them remembered men, uh, young, young men like Daniel was, were taken. And although some came back that, you know, of course, they, uh, they had children in Babylon and so forth, but uh, there was a lot of people in Ezra's day who remembered, they remembered the, the original temple that was built. And the second temple had no comparison to the first one. Uh, the people were, were crying because they, there was some rejoicing in, in Ezra's day that the temple was rebuilt, but others were crying because they said, this is, this is not comparable to the first one. Uh, but we know that uh, Jesus, amen, he was the one that was going to make the difference. Uh, the Bible says that he shall come into his own temple, riding on, on the donkey, amen, coming in. And that's, that's why the second temple was never filled with the presence of God like the first one. The first temple was filled with the presence of God, with the smoke filled the temple. Second temple was never filled with the presence. Second time, God himself was going to come to the temple, uh, but they rejected him, the Bible says. And that's what we, where we get Palm Sunday, where they threw the palm leaves at, uh, down, and the children were singing, Hosanna, Hosanna. And uh, the, the, uh, the Pharisees and the religious leaders uh, said, uh, why, why would you let them praise you? Make them stop. And Jesus said, if they stop, the rocks will cry out, amen? And all creation will sing praises to God, uh, the creator. Nehemiah's day, uh, we, we can find ourselves and identify ourselves today. We are in the last days, and the world knows it. You don't have to convince anybody. And you didn't have to convince anybody at this time as well. And we, we've seen how they, they fought through battles and trials, and uh, they became triumphant. Why? Because God was behind them, uh, and he led them all the way, and he uh, raised up Nehemiah, and Nehemiah seen them through, and he stayed with it. Amen. Uh, I like Pastor Young's message, Finish Well. It was really good. It inspired me uh, to keep on going for the Lord, and we, we need that. Uh, Nehemiah here in, in chapter 9, we see that uh, they, they had the wall built, the temple was built. It amazes me that in Ezra, Ezra's day, the temple was built first before the wall was built. Amen? Because you, you need, listen, the church is the primary uh, goal. The, the focus is God and the presence of God. And you, you, you can't build, uh, you don't have to worry about safety if you don't have God. The Bible says, uh, uh, the watchman waiteth in vain if the Lord doesn't watch. Amen? He waketh in vain if the Lord doesn't watch out for you. All is vain if you don't put God first. You can go ahead and build, build a palace. You're building it on sinking sand. I'd rather have a shack on a rock than a palace on the sand because I'll lose it all, right? So when you build on Christ, you cannot lose anything. You only gain every minute you put your hand to in building your life will be prosperous and lasting with the Lord. And sometimes it doesn't seem like it, uh, but when the storms come, that's what really uh, puts a trial out there, amen? When your life is still standing somehow and you're like, how's it standing? Others are saying, how are you still going? When you just went through that, it's not me, it's, it's what I'm standing on. Amen, the Lord Jesus Christ. In the 20th day and fourth day of the month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting and with sackcloth and earth upon them. 
and the seed of Israel separated themselves from all strangers and stood and confessed their sins and the iniquities of their fathers. Uh, Lord in heaven, bless this time as we open the word of God. Uh, Lord, there is no other uh, physical, tangible object we have on this earth that, can, uh, that is from heaven. The actual gates of glory, Lord, we have and can hold it. And Father, we thank you for these precious words. Open our eyes to the scriptures, Lord, through the Holy Spirit of God. Enlighten us, I pray. Bless us from heaven. Lord, may the words of God enter deep into our heart and take root and bear forth some 100, some 50, Lord. And I pray, oh God, that you would do a great work tonight. Thank you so much for this wonderful church, beautiful people. I pray you bless us all in the name of Jesus. Amen. They uh, had the walls built. Uh, they uh, started um, uh, uh, flourishing and, and uh, they went through, we, we know all the battles and stuff that they went through. Uh, we've been going over Nehemiah now every Wednesday. Uh, but here they, they knew that in order to move forward, they had to make sure they weren't going to go backwards again. They had to look back in the past and see what had happened. How do we end up like this before? How did I get to this point before? And let's do something about it so it does not happen again. That's what Nehemiah chapter 9 is all about. The first thing they did here, the Bible says, is they separated themselves from all strangers. Amen? We will continue to, to stumble over the same sins, fall in the same traps, if we continue to go down the same path. And God will continue with his mercy, get us out. But all we are doing is wasting our time, and eventually the judgment comes and the storms come, and what we have spent our time on and built our lives on will reveal itself when we collapse. And you can go ahead and build your life. Go ahead and build. You say, I don't have time for God. I love that uh, testimony, Kelly. I don't have time for God. And, uh, uh, and you start building because it seems like it's going to make sense and it's going to uh, work itself out. But you're taking away your foundation. And the devil, the devil is very clever, and he's good with removing a foundation uh, right from under us when, because our eyes are on uh, the pretty things, you know? Uh, nobody cares about a foundation. Uh, we, we like to see the, the comfortable pews and, and so forth and the, the fancy kitchen and the fancy bathrooms and so forth, you know? Uh, but when the foundation is gone, we're done. But when that foundation is there and is solid, and Christ is... Uh, everything will remain. Everything will stay. Everything will be blessed. And more can be blessed from it. They separated themselves from all the strangers. Uh, that means people who were uh, outside, people who were not uh, saved people, people who were not children of God, people, things that didn't relate to God, things that, uh, that God was opposed to. I meant good old-fashioned separation. That is one of the identities of a Christian is separation. How am I going to, and separation is not going to make you holy, it's going to keep you holy. That's what separation is all about. That's what standards are all about. That's what the walls are all about, amen? Uh, the wall doesn't make the city, it keeps the city. Because the enemies are going to get in if you don't have some walls about yourself. So Nehemiah chapter 9 is how can we look back and prevent what uh, the downfalls and struggles that we've gone through before, how can we keep it from happening again? They first separated themselves uh, from everything that opposed itself against God. That's what we need to do. 
we hit here a time where God has brought revival in our hearts and lives. And unless you take a, nut, a second step now, you came, you heard, God did the work. Now, what are we going to do with that? There are, it's only a seed that was planted. A seed that was planted in a, in a soft, fertile soil. But if you ever planted some seeds, there's a lot of vultures out there. There's a lot of groundhogs, rabbits, uh, chipmunks, mole rats, roaches, whatever in the city, pigeons. Yeah, everything's out there. And it's food for them. And the devil loves uh, to take away, that's just what he does. The devil's a tempter. And I've realized that the devil, the devil will throw temptations my way that I don't even care about. Why? Because he just tempts. He's just going to tempt you. Why? Because you may not fall, but it wears you down. And he's after you. Uh, he's the roaring lion. He'll start isolating you. You're going to start having problems like you never had before. Trials like you never went through before. Uh, the devil may attack you. Why? Because now you've become valuable because there's a fruit that's going to grow that's going to oppose the very gates of hell in your life. And people are going to get saved through you. You think of uh, the great Christians in the past. I think of uh, women like Fanny Crosby. We sing her hymns today. Amen. How many know Fanny Crosby? A wonderful blind lady. And she, she had the, the opportunity uh, to, to have a surgery later on, and she said, no, I want the first person I see is, I want it to be Jesus. I don't want to see anything in this world. There's nothing in this world that I want to see. I want to see my Lord. I want to see my Savior. First one I see, I want it to be him. And we're still talking about it today. We're still uh, singing the hymns that she wrote, and God used that dear woman uh, in a great way. And God can use you in a great way. He's got a calling for you. He's got uh, plans for you. He's got a purpose for you. And his ways are good. And his thoughts to you are good, the Bible says. And, uh, but it starts now, after the revival. If you want your fruit to remain, as the Bible says, if you want your fruit to grow, you're going to have to keep the weeds out of, the, out of your garden. You're going to have to keep the uh, rodents out of your life. Because they will come in. When there's a precious seed in the ground... Uh, that, that it's going to get attacked. And when, especially when it starts taking root a little bit, you're going to see all hell break loose in your life. Uh, everything that uh, the devil can throw at you to stop you in your tracks. Uh, that's why you need to be separated for the honor and glory of the Lord. You say, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a vessel now for the Lord. I'm a chosen vessel. I want to be separated for him. And the devil knows that. And now you know that. Now what are we going to do about it? The first thing they did, they separated themselves from all the strangers, from everything that was strange, from everything that was foreign, that didn't have anything to do with God, that was against God. That's one of the identities of a Christian, is good old-fashioned separation. You know, I don't go here. I don't do that. I don't watch that. I don't listen to this. Amen? I'm going to protect. Why? Because I'm a vessel for the honor and glory and purpose for the Lord Jesus Christ. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with what's coming. Amen. Some beautiful fruit is coming, and God wants to use you. God wants to take you and make you something, a vessel of honor, the Bible says, fit for the master's use. We have uh, downstairs, we have uh, buckets in the kitchen that are solely for the purpose of food. But then we have buckets almost that look the same. 
Sometimes we get them confused. Uh, for, the for the bathrooms. Was that, was that vessel for the bathroom? Is that for it don't matter. You know? No. no we, we, have, we have dedicated bu uh, buckets for the mopping, right? We have dedicated buckets for trash. We have dedicated buckets for food. And we better not mix them, amen? But sometimes we think we can mix it. Sometimes we can think, I'm not going to eat that food. That, 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 that was in a mop bucket. I say, what's the difference? Just plastic? We just mix it? No. And sometimes we, we, we apply that to God in our, in our Christian lives and say, oh, God can still use me. Yeah, he can, he can still use you, but, but he wants to use you greater. He wants to use you for a finer purpose in your life. You don't know how valuable you are. You don't know the fruit that can come forth out of your life until you get some of those weeds out, until uh, you get some of them rodents out that are eating that fruit before it sprouts. You see little things here and there. I remember we had this blueberry bush. We planted it. And uh, we planted that thing. And remember that, Jesse? We were eating, I don't know what you call it, uh, baskets or bundles or whatever of, of blueberries. They were just sprouting blueberries everywhere. Uh, we came back, and uh, there was this weed that started wrapping itself around. And, and uh, I didn't pull it out. You know what? We came back again. That whole blueberry bush was choked. Not one blueberry came off that thing. And then it just died. I felt bad after I was like, man, I let that thing die. <laughs> like I was a care it's caretaker and I let the thing die. I didn't know anything, you know, not much about, but uh, it, it gave me a good visual reference to see you got to keep some things out of your life. You got to keep some things out of your life. There was a reason why the, uh, the children of God we're at this point. There was a reason why. It wasn't that God is uh, let the enemies take them uh, for no reason. It wasn't that uh, God just uh, accidentally uh, didn't watch them that night and, and all the walls were torn down and the temple was torn down. It wasn't God's fault. It was that the children of God turned their backs on God. And generation after generation after generation, they continued with their stiff-necked and hardened hearts reject God and served idols, the Bible says. And it got to the point that God had no other choice but to restart everything over again. God says, i got to take you out of that land so I can tear everything down so that you can rebuild again. Because everything in here is too defiled now. And I, we need to start over new. we got to start over fresh. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Amen. Uh, where we can start over fresh. Thank God for a refreshing, a renewing spirit, amen, uh, where, yeah, we, we do get defiled, but we have the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from all sins, amen. And when you get defiled, you can get under the blood and, and, and get back up and keep it moving again uh, because the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, a cleansing. Not just forgiveness, but cleansing. And thank God for the cleansing power of the blood of Christ. They separated themselves. And the Bible says, and they stood and confessed their sins. They acknowledged their sins. They acknowledged their sin. They called it what it was. Sometimes we make excuses why it's not sin. I found out if you have to give reason why it's okay, it's probably not okay. Truth is truth. 
Sin is sin. If you have to convince yourself that it's all right, it's probably not all right. Because who are you trying to convince? Does everybody know what I mean? They confess their sins and the iniquities of their fathers. What does that mean? They had to realize. See, we have a lot of stuff passed down to us. We have cultural practices passed down to us. We have family things passed down to us. They had to relinquish their ties from bloodlines and say, I don't care what my mom did. I don't care what my dad did. I'm now a child of God, and I'm serving him. I am finished with flesh. I am a child of the king, and he is who I am now serving. We make excuses for our sins and, oh, well, it's just what my family does. Well, you're going to end up in the same way. You're going to end up in the same way. It's going to repeat the cycle. That's what they did. They, they went back and they confessed to the Lord. Lord, not that the sins of their fathers will be forgiven. They're saying, Lord, I acknowledge that that, that was a sin. I acknowledge everything in the past that they were wrong, and, and I'm just keeping and holding to your word. And the Bible says, and they stood up in their place, and they read in the book of the law of the Lord their God, one-fourth part of the day, and another fourth part, they confessed and worshiped the Lord their God. Amen. Doesn't it sound the same as what we do? There's no difference. There's never been a difference the way God is worshiped. This old-fashioned separation, old-fashioned reading of the Word of God, and old-fashioned worshiping and singing praises to the Lord. Amen. Uh, that's what God is pleased with. And if you read continually in, in the, in the uh, to verse six, they praise the Lord. Thou art that even thou art Lord alone. Thou hast made heaven and, and the heaven of heavens with all their hosts, the earth, and they praised and worshiped the Lord and lifted up the Lord. And the Bible says uh, in verse. 15, and gave us them bread from heaven for their hunger. Amen, that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the living bread that came from heaven. And we have the written bread that came from heaven, which is the word of God. And the Bible says, and, uh, and brought us forth water for them out of the rock for their thirst. Amen, that's also the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, he's the rock. And from his side came forth the water. Amen. And he said, if you're thirsty, come and drink of me. Uh, everyone that is thirsty, come. Come and drink. Come. I invite you. Come and drink of the fountains. Come and drink of the water that floweth freely. Come and drink. Amen. And the Bible says, uh, out of the rock and promised them that they should go to possess the land which has uh, sworn to give them. Thank God for the promises of the scripture. And God prom God's promises are faithful and true. Amen. And God's promises are always there for us. If we continue in the faith, uh, God's going to reward you. God's going to bless you. God's going to work it out. God's going to see you through. I, I used to say God usually waits the last hour, but sometimes he waits hours that are not even on the clock anymore. I mean, he, sometimes he stretches it far. I mean, how, how many can you know what I'm talking about? Like the 27th hour or whatever. Uh, God, how do you wait that long? I already seen, remember, Samuel. Saul, Saul uh, he, he gave the, Samuel said, I think I'm going to come on the seventh day. Saul uh, sacrificed because it was like a day late, and uh, Saul got uh, uh, in trouble for it. 
Samuel said, why'd you do that? Saul said, because you didn't come. I thought you weren't coming. Samuel said, listen, I come when I come. And he said, what's what's this that I hear? Saul was supposed to uh, defeat the enemy, but he kept some. And Samuel told Saul, Saul, uh, what is this that I hear? And Saul said, well, I took this for God. I'm going to sacrifice it to the Lord. And Saul said, Samuel said, no, Saul, um, to obey. To obey is better than sacrifice. Obedience to God outweighs anything. Now, God doesn't want our money. He wants us to obey. God doesn't want our, our time. He wants us just to obey. God doesn't want anything we can offer him. He wants us. He wants our heart. He loves us. You can't buy God out. He's he's richer than all of us. You know, you can't give God enough time. He he lives in eternity. He just wants you. And when he sees your heart is tender for him and in obedience and in love, that's all he wants. And sometimes he requires of us, not because he needs it, but because he sees our heart is connected to that. And, and, and you're trusting in that more. There's times where God called on me to just give above and beyond. And I found out it wasn't because God needed the, uh, the resources that I had. It was because my heart was connected to it and I was trusting in it. And God was helping me out by taking it from me. Amen. And once I let the Lord have it, I felt free. Amen. And then I was able to handle blessings that God had for me around the corner. I thank God for his mercy and his goodness. The Bible says in verse 16, But they and our fathers dealt proudly and hardened their necks and hearkened not to thy commandments and refused to obey. They acknowledged God and his goodness. And then they brought it back to uh, their fathers, how they just refused to obey and, uh, and they turned from God. Yet thou, verse 19, in thy manifold mercies forsookest them not in the wilderness. The pillar of the cloud departed not from them by day to lead them in the way, neither the pillar of fire by night to show them light and the way wherein they should go. Verse 20, thou gavest also thy good spirit. Some people think the, the Holy Spirit came uh, in, in Acts chapter 2. That's not the case. Amen? The Holy Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Uh, he's from the beginning. Amen. He's, he's still uh, the Holy Spirit of God is God. Amen. And he was here and he was in God's people. He was always with God's people. Always instructing them, always helping them in the word. Holy Spirit's always been. He's eternal God. Amen. And here we have right here. Thou gave us also that good spirit. Look in verse 30. Yet many years didst thou forbear them and testifies against them by the spirit in thy prophets. Uh, so the Holy Spirit of God was with the people of God, and the Holy Spirit of God uh, was with the prophets preaching. And the Spirit in the people and the Spirit in the prophets, they bear witness because it's the same Spirit. Amen? And so is us right here. Uh, when the Holy Spirit of God speaks to you, you can bear witness. That is truth. Because the Spirit of truth speaketh no error. And the Spirit of uh, the Holy Spirit of God uh, bears witness with your spirit that we are children of God. That's how you know you're saved today, when you know the Holy Spirit is in you, speaking to you. Uh, when you're going off, he's convicting you. Uh, sometimes we think about, sometimes you, you, you think I'm preaching at you, but I'm, I'm preaching with you, amen? Uh, the Holy Spirit of God is the one who's preaching at you. Thank God for the Holy Spirit of God. Thank God for Christ that fed them, protected them, uh, was with them. 
gave them water, gave them bread. Thank God for the Spirit of God who opened their eyes and led them all the way and testifies against them by the Spirit in, in thy prophets. But the Bible says, yet would they not give ear. Therefore gavest thou them into the land of the people of the lands. Verse 34. 33, I'm sorry. Howbeit thou art just in all that is brought upon us. Nehemiah is saying, Lord, now we see. At first we couldn't understand. When Nebuchadnezzar came and he was taking our children, when Nebuchadnezzar came, uh, he was um, uh, tearing down Jerusalem and everything. We couldn't understand. And they, the, the prophets told the people that you, you're trusting in this building, but it's going to be destroyed. The people said, that's impossible. It's too beautiful to be destroyed. God says, the Bible says God is, God is no longer in the temple. Amen. He's, he's removed himself from that long time ago when you served idols and you're worshiping idols. Now it's just going to, it's a, it's a beautiful on the outside, but it's dead on the inside. And Christian, don't let your lives be like that. You think God is still with you, but he, listen, he, when, when the presence of God is not upon you anymore, you become maybe still a Christian on the outside, but you're dead on the inside. And you're, you don't, you're, your peace is gone on the inside. And, and you're lonely on the inside. And you're struggling on the inside. And you're hurting on the inside. Why? Because you need the presence of God. And you need to get back to God. And, and you need to get separated again. You need to get under the word of God again. And you need to get back on track again. Don't repeat the same cycle. God revives because God is good. God restores because God is willing to restore. I, I, I can guarantee not one of us, not one of us in here, will take the mop bucket downstairs, especially after it was used in that old men's bathroom. Not one of us in here would allow our food to be cooked in it or used to mix in it. Not one of us. You say, what if I wash it first? I wouldn't use it. You don't know how that men's room was. I don't even want to look at it. But you know, God sees our hearts and our sins. And he's still willing to use us. And we're worse than that mop bucket. And he's still willing to use us and take us not to mop floors with, but to put our name on us, to claim us as his own, and still be willing to set us apart for his honor and glory. That is an opportunity that's once in a lifetime, but yet in our lifetime, it'll never end because of the mercies of God are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. His compassions, they fail not. And whatever you have done in the past, be cleansed by the blood of Christ. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. The Lord Jesus Christ's mercy is upon you now. And he's given you opportunity right now, as the, all the preaching was in, our, in this great revival that we had in our church, to stand up and not let the things of the past uh, haunt you again, not let the sins that are always uh, easily that always easily beset you. Not let them take dominion over you again anymore. By by setting yourself with standards, by uh, conducting yourself as Christian men and Christian women, 
by standing up for the name of Christ and by continuing in his word and making changes in your life that are demanded of us to give God our best. Howbeit thou art just in all that is brought upon us, for thou hast done right, but we have done wickedly, Nehemiah says in verse 33. They have realized. Verse 34, neither have our kings, our princes, our priests, nor our fathers kept thy law, nor hearken unto thy commandments and thy testimonies, wherewith thou didst testify against them. For they have not served thee in their kingdom, and in thy great goodness that thou gavest them, and in the large and fat land which thou gavest before them, neither turned they away from their wicked works. God sent his word, they rejected it. God still even blessed them, and they gave God no glory. They gave God no thanks. What could God do then but send judgment? God's a loving God, and if it takes a whooping, that's what he's going to do. But if it takes the word of God preached, amen, and it's enough for me, praise God. He doesn't have to send anything else but blessings, amen. Praise God if we, uh, right now, we, we stand for the Lord and walk with him in these last days. Verse 36 says, and we're going to close, Behold, we are servants this day. The realization of what has happened. Check these verses out. Behold, we are servants this day. For the land that thou gavest unto our fathers to eat the fruit thereof and the good thereof, behold, we are servants in it. Me and my saying, this is our land. This is, a, this, this is our life, and yet we're servants in it. Have you ever felt like that? Without the Lord, listen, you're going to be a servant to the world. You think that you can be your own master. You can't be. You either serve mammon or you serve Christ. Mammon is money. This is your life, but yet you can never be the master of it. But if you allow God to be your master. Verse 37, it says, And it yieldeth much increase unto the kings whom thou hast set over us because of our sins. Meaning they, um, all their work and labor went to somebody else. Also, they have dominion over our bodies and over our cattle at their pleasure. And we are in great distress. And because of all this, we make a sure covenant and write it, and our princes, Levites, priests, seal unto it. The, the acknowledgement that no longer this world is going to be a master over me, a master over my body, a master over my blessings that God has given me. No longer this world is going to take what God, the good things God has given me, and use it for their own pleasure and for their own glory. May my life be used and fit for the master's use and his alone. May God get the glory from me. May God get the glory from my thoughts, from my actions, from my deeds. I'm going to separate myself so that that will be established. And may all I do, whether I, therefore I eat or whether therefore I drink, may it be for the honor and glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Nehemiah chapter 9 is all about. And friends, Christian, we had a revival. Now, 
Those were just little seeds planted in the ground. What will become of it? What precious fruit? How many people will be getting saved from your life? How many tens of people? Hundreds, thousands. You said, we're in the last days. It'll never happen. That's not true. Jesus said, look ye unto the fields, for they are white and ready to harvest. Go ye therefore. The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest will send forth laborers into his harvest. May you go and live for God and preach the gospel and get people saved. May the word of God fill you and keep you. The living word, the living water that flows from the side of Christ. The spirit of God that is in you. May it remind us all. And may we set ourselves right for the purpose and honor to be a vessel fit for the master's use. Let's pray. Father, let's all stand. Lord in heaven, I pray, Lord, right now, that all the the services that were uh, preached, Father, and the way you spoke to all of us, Lord, by your spirit and by the word of God, Father, it can all come to naught. If we do nothing with it now, seeds in the ground, will we allow it to get watered? Will we protect it? Will we fertilize it? Lord, will we get the roots out, uh, the, the weeds out? Will we get the, keep the rodents out? Will we, will we keep the seed that was planted? Lord, I pray, may it bear forth fruit. Lord, I pray you bless this church in a mighty way. Lord, if this is the last inning, if this is the last time, Lord, may we go out, may we go up, Lord, with a mighty shout. May we have our eyes looking up. May we take many with us. I pray people in here, Lord, right now, will make decisions to sanctify themselves, to set themselves apart only for you. The world took my body. The world took my mind. The world has my heart. The world took my resources, but no longer. I'm going to give them to Christ. Lord, take my body and use it. Take my resources. You can have it. And I know, Lord, You'll use it well. I pray, oh God, that you'll take us. In Jesus' name, let's all, if if God has spoke to your heart, come on down and say, Lord, the world has had me too long. I want to dedicate my life to you. I want to be a vessel. I don't want to be that mop bucket. He said, will the Lord still use me? I'm unclean. Only the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. You can glory in the cross today. You can glory in the blood. That the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. He'll make you a new vessel. For there to be things not to happen again in your life. The same struggles, the same sins, the same uh, temptations, the same addictions, all those. You're going to have to make changes. If you get tempted down one road, don't go down that road. 
You can't just say, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get tempted down that road. No, don't go down that road. So that's the only road. No, find a new road. Jesus made us a new creature. He made us a new walk, a new way, the living way, the straight and narrow. We are peculiar people, a holy nation. Bible says, who have called us to shine out of darkness into his marvelous light. Comfort, strengthen, and keep you. He is willing to save you. He will carry you through. carry you through. Amen. We're going to close out that revival with a fellowship downstairs. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, we have some leftovers downstairs. Thank you uh, for all those who put their hands to the plow. Amen. And uh, a lot of work. And you know what, though? Uh, coming from work and all is also tiring as well. So praise God though, that you're here. I pray God, I'm, gonna, I'm praying that God uh, blesses you extra, gives you some uh, extra run of strength, amen, at work and so forth. Uh, if you're able to, join us downstairs. There's just some minor leftover foods and such uh, that are, are spread out and uh, some cookies as well. If you want to just grab a, some, something to drink and some cookies, help yourself. So let's pray and ask God to uh, bless us. Lord, thank you, Father. Help us, Lord, to now do something about Lord, the seeds that were planted, and to hold them in high regard that they are precious and special and may not seem like it now, Lord, but Lord, I pray that you'd give us a vision and show us, Lord, what we can become if, if we keep our eyes on Christ. The devil, Lord, he devalues us and makes us uh, seem like we're worthless. But Lord, you set the bar and said, you're worth my son. I'm going to give my, 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 uh, my only son for your life. And Lord, how, how we live our life so uh, as if we're, we're worth nothing. We, we waste our time. We waste our, our resources. We waste everything on everything else but you. I pray from this day forward, you forgive our past. Remove our sins far from us. And help us to be separated for the purpose of the Lord Jesus Christ and his kingdom alone. That this kingdom on this earth will have no uh, dominion over us anymore. I pray you give us grace as children of the king to shine bright in our walks with you. And to live for the king of kings on this earth. Lord, may we wear and hold his flag high. As we shout his name, we love you and praise your name. Bless the food as well. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you.